providing value in a way where you become a lasting impression in someone's mind is when you have the ability to change the way that somebody sees the world. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business, it's about contribution, it's about meaning. That is what we seek, that is what we truly want, and you absolutely are here to serve the world, and I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Buffy for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. For $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit Buffy.co and enter promo code DREAMJOB. Also, thanks to Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is the leading clean beauty brand, creating innovative and high-performing products that are safe and clean. For a limited time, you can get 10% off your purchase at beautycounter.com and promo code DREAMJOB. Hey, this is Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I just came back from a week taking some time to work on my own healing And it was truly life-changing, and I'm sure I'll talk more about the program that I went on and just how much I got out of it. But one thing I want to say is that we all have created these false selves. There's something about being vulnerable and letting people see our heart, which feels really scary. We've all been through a lot, a whole lot. And so we put up walls and we protect ourselves and we learn to please and be the people that other people want us to be. And it's just so incredibly healing and powerful to step into our vulnerability and our truth and to make space for people to really love us and see us for who we are. And we can then give that to other people. And so I hope that in a world of algorithms, we strive for real human connection and maybe think about your inner child for a minute right now and picture your inner child at like eight or nine years old and see just how much they've been through. And the one line from my program, which I just loved is looking at that inner child and say to him or her, I'm coming to get you. So I wish that for all of us. Today's episode is going to be awesome. James Wedmore is joining us. He is a multi-seven-figure digital entrepreneur, podcaster, coach, and mentor. James is really a go-to person when it comes to making a beautifully successful business and actually letting yourself have fun in the whole process. He has incredible coaching programs, courses, and a high-level mastermind, but I think you'll especially love his podcast, the Mind Your Business podcast, where he explores the secret to success, teaches you how to master the mental and emotional roller coaster of entrepreneurship, and align your passions with your purpose, and develop that edge that can give you the mindset to think and act bigger. So definitely check it out. James has a really interesting way of framing things like sales and 
money. So I think you're going to find a lot of this conversation really valuable. And I hope it helps you start shifting any of those limiting beliefs you have around pricing or selling and essentially your self-worth. We also recorded this on video. So if you want to watch the interview, we have a link to that in the show notes. Please welcome, without further ado, James Wedmore. James Wedmore, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for joining me. It's about time, right? It really is about time because everyone knows you and loves you. So let's get into it. So you have been helping entrepreneurs build incredible businesses. You've been super successful. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about all of that in the journey? Long story short, I, you know, I graduated college degree and didn't do anything with it. I found myself massively in debt and I was a daytime day shift bartender at at a Chili's restaurant. I was basically making pre-made margaritas almost like an, a slushy machine at Circle K and pouring beer. Oh right? no. And then I would go from that to uh, working at a gym. And at the gym, I was the guy cleaning the bathrooms no. and um, wiping the sweat off of the, of the ground. And that's where I found myself, you know, like after college and I'm like, uh, well, what the hell? Like, this is what my degree gets me. This <laughs> is my life now. Oh, no. Is this as good as it gets? And I, uh, started to do something on, on the side. And um, this was 2007 when I had the first idea. The first thing was a, uh, I knew how to bartend. And so I was like, I know, I will create an online bartending school. And that's what I did. In 2007, I had the idea and it was a simple idea of what if I could make more money teaching people how to bartend than actually bartending. Yep. And I wrote a 222 page book that I still keep with me to this day. What a just memento of my journey on how to bartend, everything I had learned about all the drink recipes, how to get tips, things you could do to like, you know, flirt with your customers to get them to like you and stuff. Bar magic. I had bar, I'd learned all this stuff and I put (laughs) it all together in a book and I finished it in the spring of 2008, put it up there on the internet. And long story short, on April 18th, 2008, I had my first customer from San Antonio, Texas, pay me 200 bucks for this at-home bartending training comes in the mail and there's a digital version. Yes. And it was that moment in time that forever changed my life because a simple thought popped into my mind. You know, we can have so much doubt and uncertainty about will this work? Could this work? But when that first sale came in, a beautiful thought popped into my mind and it was, if I can get one person to to buy, I can get a second. If I can get a second, I can get a fourth, I can get an eighth. And that was enough to keep me going on my journey. And long story short, that turned into the next thing, which turned into the next thing, which turned into the next thing that got us to where I am today. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's so good. So good. Okay. So then you become this person who understands video, who understands YouTube and you write a whole manifesto on the YouTube marketing and book and how it, how it works. Yeah. I, I became, um, I became known as like the YouTube guy. And it was really a simple process. <laughs> Not easy, but simple. Um, I'd gone to film school and I got a degree in the film school in advertising. Yeah. And when I did the bartending stuff, it was all video. And back in like 2008, that was a big deal to make videos and put them on the internet. YouTube was only two years old at the time. Yeah, it's crazy. And I started going to these events, marketing conferences. And when I was talking to people, they were blown away by what I was doing with video. And I'll never forget, it was one specific moment. We're at a break and this woman is just like frustrated. Like I feel like she wanted to like throw her computer across the room and I, 
And I walked up to her and I was like, is everything okay? And she's like, I'm, gosh darn, I'm trying to get this video up on YouTube and I can't figure this out. And, bah. and I just say like, can I try this? And I took the computer and I just did my magic. And I just could feel her doing that slow head turn, looking at me with the big bright eyes. You know, this was the lesson I learned that day. We tend to take for granted that which comes easy to us. But what if what comes easy to us is what we're here to share with the world? Mm. And so I hadn't valued my entire life of learning video, my passion for video, everything I had learned. I enjoyed it so much that I didn't see it as some struggle or work or, oh, this degree that you had to earn was like, I felt like I was cheating. I was like, I'm going to school to learn how to do something I've been doing since I was a little kid that I love doing. Come on. And in that moment, I asked another question. Was this valuable for you? Wow, what a simple question to ask. She's like, are you kidding me? I was like, I asked another question. Is that something you would pay to learn more of? Are you kidding me? Of course I would. And it was that response that I just decided, great, then that's what I'm going to do. And I set out to teach, to help, to share with other people how they could use video in their business and built a seven-figure business um, that was like working like as little as two to three hours a day. It was crazy pants. I'd make, my whole MO was like, hey. I want to get paid to make videos at doing what I love. And that's what I did. And I'd put videos out on YouTube. I would sell products and trainings and courses on how to use video in your business. Took it to, uh, I think about, it was like $1.2 million a year for several years, uh, selling $97 products. And I learned this lesson. When you follow your heart and you listen to that emotion and be guided by those emotions of love and, you know, that when you're in that flow state of just like feeling like time stands still. What I'm here to offer is that the reason we do what we love is because love is the indicator that you're doing what you were put here to do. Mm. So if you're not doing what you love, you're not doing what you were put here to do, what you were meant to do. And I believe that we aren't here by accident. Each and every one of us serve a purpose. We have a function. And part of our journey, the first half of our journey is, or first leg of our journey is to find out what that function is, what that purpose is, mm -hmm. and then to commit our life to that purpose, to that yeah. function. And you can begin to find out what that is by paying attention to what it is that is calling you. And when we can let our heart guide us into what is it we love to do, if money were no object, if, if we knew this would be successful, what would we do? I think too many people are making decisions of what to give their life force to based on that litmus test of what will make the most money, what will be the most su successful. And the real question we have to start asking ourselves is, are you successful if you go after something that makes you a lot of money but doesn't give you a lot of meaning? Yeah. Yeah. Is that success? And we can be all allured by that. Oh, money will solve so many more problems. But even when you get that money, and I have experiences of this in my life, when that fulfillment piece is not there, then no amount of money can fill that gap. Yeah. In fact, it was when I had my first big success. We did our first launch for my YouTube program. Kathy, we did $400,000 in sales in 30 days on a $97 program. And what happened next is I fell into a deep, dark depression. And I realized later that the reason I fell into that depression was because I was, I was chasing money because I thought money would fill an emptiness that I had inside of me. And the scariest thing was 
here I was with all this money in my bank account and I didn't feel any different. I was the same broke, insecure, full of self-loathing kid that I was five years ago when I started. And that was a very scary yeah. truth to, to come face to face with. And um, I'm just going to say how I got out of it. It was really simple. I was so fortunate. We put that program out and a few weeks went by and all of a sudden we started getting feedback, Facebook posts, what we would call testimonials. People said, I just got my first client or I just got you know, a $10,000 deal from this YouTube video. This is working. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I got hit with something I'd never experienced before in my life. I got a dose of what it feels like to make a difference in somebody else's life. Since that moment, seven years straight, I've continued to chase that moment and that experience and those opportunities every single day. And I can give you some of the most amazing, awesome marketing strategies. I'm a business strategist, right? Nothing has driven us more to where we are as a company and a team today than that right there. Our desire for impact and fulfillment, that is the number one thing I attribute to everything we've been able to accomplish in that Amazing. time. And we're on track to be an eight-figure company by the end of this year. Wow. When you are doing what you are put here to do, when you are doing what you love, what you and you uniquely can do in a way that just you lose track of time, the money does follow. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. So cool that you shared all of that with us. I want to ask you a question because I, I feel like this comes up a lot. And one of the things that people get stuck on is, do I do what I love or do I serve other people? But what you're doing is both. You're finding a way to do things you love and help people at the same time. How do we understand that? How do we unpack that? So first of all, I think most people make the mistake and operate from an A or B paradigm which means life is either A or B. I can either have this or that. And what Richard Bandler is a founder of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, said, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask. So that's the first place to start is when people are like, do I do what I love or create something that they want? The better question is, instead of can I have A or B, is what does it look like to have A and B? How could I give the market what it wants, what it's actually asking for, and be simultaneously something that I love doing. Yep. And I cannot tell you, it's so simple, but we can look at life through two lenses, two frames, a problem frame or an outcome and possibility frame. Most people are looking at life from the frame of problem. We have a pair of glasses on, we don't even know that they're on, that experiences and filters the world through problems and threats. Why is this happening to me? I knew that was gonna happen. Why did she do this? And what if it doesn't work? And what if I run out of money? And what if it fails, right? And what if we could begin to look at life through a lens of possibility? It's so beautiful. How could I? What would it look like if I? How will I make this possible? Mm -hmm. What will it take to do this? Just the courage to ask those new questions. In time, you'll find yourself attracting those answers. Yeah. I know that in business, you know, you have to validate it, which means somebody else has to want it. The difference between a hobby and a business, a hobby, you can do what you want to do whenever you want it. If it's a business, somebody else values it. Somebody else needed it. Somebody else wanted it, which yes. means I think we have to think about what other people want and need. Well, exactly. No, I, I mean, here's, here, I mean, again, there's just so much great stuff that comes up to this. You absolutely have to validate it. I can show anybody how they can validate any idea in 30 days or less. Okay. I mean, let's talk about that big mistake people make is they, they do two things. They, number one, they say, they only ask the question, well, what do I want to sell? What do I want to create? Right? 
But if you're only asking that question, you're asking the wrong question. We need to be asking, what does the market want? So tuning into that is very important. Validating an idea. The next thing people do is they just ask their friends, hey, do you think people would want this? And your friends, right. ask, they go, yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, I don't get it, James. It's not working. I asked seven of my closest friends and they all said yes. And the only true validation with any idea, ladies and gentlemen, is when people give you money. Talk is cheap. And people will say, yeah, I'd pay for that. Or that sounds like a great idea. Probably because they don't want to say no. So with what we teach our students to do is usually group coaching or one-on-one or an online course or whatever. We have a very specific strategy. What we want to do is we want to get proof of concept as soon as possible. And I got the idea based on one of the most successful and infamous toy campaign stories ever. And that was Kenner Toys with the licensing rights to the Star Wars action figures. Now, if you're familiar with anything around this is George Lucas like scored the most amazing deal with the franchising rights to the Star Wars world. And they started working with companies to sell and manufacture Star Wars products. But what kids wanted more than anything was the Star Wars action figures. And all these other bigger companies, toy manufacturers turned it down because George Lucas wanted the toys out by like the time the movie came out. And the movie was coming out in like three months. So let's say it took eight months to make the toys. They only had three months before the movie coming out. So all these other companies said no. Little Kenner Toys said yes. And they said, we'll figure out what to do. And what they did, I don't remember the exact term, but they sold it basically like an IOU for the, for the toys. So on Christmas morning of like 1977, kids all over America opened up presents of a piece of cardboard that said, by March of 1978, you're going to receive in the mail your action figures for your Star Wars. And it saved that company, made millions and millions and millions of dollars off of that because the CEO said, there's no way that we can get this toy made in time, but it proved the viability of the product it generated sales that funded the manufacturing of the, of the toys and they built their business. Mm. It's that philosophy that I teach my students, which is as simply put, sell it before you make it. Look at Kickstarter, look at GoFundMe, all of these companies and great products that we've come to learn about and know are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to a digital product or an online course, we teach something called the beta launch. And I've done this myself, but it's as simple as saying, going to your audience, even if you only have a hundred people and saying, Hey guys, check it out. This is something I've been doing for a long time. And I'd like to show you how to do it. So for the first time ever, I'm putting together a pilot program that's six weeks long. And it's going to take you through how to do this thing, like how to use Instagram or right. how to learn guitar or whatever. Right. And every week for six weeks or eight weeks or four weeks, it doesn't matter. We're going to get on a live call together. I'm going to teach you how to do this. And then, you know, this is a program I'm going to be selling for 500 bucks. But because you're going to be the first group to go with me in this pilot program, you're going to be the founding members. I want to give you an opportunity to join for just 200. And I'm only limiting it to 10 spots. This is what all of our students are doing to kickstart their own businesses. They're getting paid first before they spend six months. And it's so important when you're going from being an employee to starting your own business, 
is a very different game. You do not get paid for how long and how hard you work in a business. The marketplace does not care how hard you work, how much you deserve it. Of course you deserve it, but the marketplace doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Until a sale is made, nothing happens in the business. Okay, this conversation is awesome, but before we go on, we gotta thank our sponsors. We worry about what we eat and the chemicals we use to clean our house, so why would you put on makeup and skincare products with questionable ingredients? That's why I use Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a clean makeup and skincare brand that's shedding a light on the need for stronger ingredient regulations and health protective laws for the beauty industry. They make products for the whole family and have a rigorous ingredient selection process. In fact, they have a never list with over 1,500 questionable ingredients that are never used in their formulations. Their innovative and high-performing products are safer and cleaner than competitors. They want to help you understand which ingredients to avoid, and they're here to get these safer products into the hands of everyone because beauty should be good for you. They have things like moisturizers, makeup, cleansers, and sunscreen. But what I love most is their Dew Skin Tint and Moisturizer. It's really light, so I don't feel like I'm even wearing anything. And I also like that it adds a nice subtle glow for a more natural, refreshing look. For a limited time, you can get 10% off your purchase at beautycounter.com with promo code DREAMJOB. That's 10% off your entire order at beautycounter.com, but only if you use promo code DREAMJOB. beautycounter.com, promo code DREAMJOB, restrictions apply. Buffy makes comforters that are better for you and the earth using skin-friendly eucalyptus fabric and fluffy fill made from 100% recycled water bottles. Buffy created the best comforter you've ever slept with made with plant-based fabric and is ultra breathable to keep you at a comfortable temperature all year round. The outside shell is 100% eucalyptus fiber, a unique material that's softer than cotton and naturally soothes skin. Plus this comforter is hypoallergenic. It shuts out dust, mold, and mites, preventing nighttime breathing of harmful allergens. Buffy's mission is to make the best soft goods using sustainable materials and innovative design without animal cruelty or harmful waste. After only one year, Buffy has recycled and reused over 3.5 million water bottles. Buffy believes bedding is personal, so they offer a complimentary trial. Try a comforter in your own home for 30 days. If you don't love it, return it free. I love my Buffy comforter. It keeps me at just the right temperature, no matter how cold or hot it is. It is like sleeping with a cloud. It really helps me get a good night's sleep. For $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit Buffy.co and enter promo code DREAMJOB. That's Buffy.co promo code DREAMJOB for $20 off. I want to talk about selling. And what I want to ask you, you know, you make it sound so easy because you do this and it's part of your, the fabric of your being, but you have already understood how to even engage an audience, how to even get them to a point where they know you and they like you and they trust you so that when you say something like that, there are even people there listening who feel you've already given them tremendous value before they've ever spent a dime. And so I want you to talk to that. Where does the sale actually begin, right? And how do we set it up so that we are, are building the runway to that so that there are people on the other end even available to do the beta situation? Here's actually one of the biggest, I think, mistakes that's being made by people that want to build an audience online is they're under the impression that providing value means, well, just teach everything you know. And uh, if you ever had to do something like format your hard drive or format an SD card or change some kind of setting and you just Googled how to do it and there was like some weird blog you'd never been to before and never been back to again, they yep. showed you a step-by-step how to do it. Hey, it provided value for you. Do you now go buy every product for them? No. Right? Can you tell me the name of the blog that you went to? Uh, this is so good. I've never thought this thought. Right. But guess what? Did that provide value for you? Yeah, it did. That's what I do. Providing value isn't just about teaching people more stuff. We are at a 
place in the world where people don't need more things to do that they don't know how to do so that they can stay busier because they're sitting around going, boy, I wish, you know, I'm so bored. I have so much free time. I wish someone could just give me more things to do with my life. No. Providing value at a deeper level than just here's seven steps to do. Providing value in a way where you become a lasting impression in someone's mind is when you have the ability to change the way that somebody sees the world. You see, how someone sees the world determines what's possible for them. Mm. Most people, and some of you guys listening, think that when you open your eyes and you look around, even when you look around right now, that what you see is what is. You think that's reality. And it's not. It's your version of it. We distort, we delete, we generalize the world all day, every day. We, we see our version of it. We create the world from the inside out. And as a result of our interpretation or rather distortion of reality, that by and large affects our decisions, our actions, our choices, what we do and how we do it. And all of that determines our results. Mm. So if all you're focusing on is the doing, do this, do this, do this, do this, without going deeper, we're massively doing a massive disservice to the people who we could have the biggest impact on. Yep. How you see the world determines what's possible. When you have a way to shift the way that somebody can think about careers or business or social media, you provide far, far value. Yep. And that's why I use that as an example. When I did that to you, of like, hey, did you ever go back to that PC world yeah. blogger.net? Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, I've never thought of that. Yeah. Exactly. That's so deep. That's so beautiful. And that's so obvious for all these people who are listening. Yep. What maybe are some of those pieces of the framework? Like how could we actually think about it in terms of an action step to take, you yeah. know, both the macro and, and, and the micro. And I, and I get that when I go deep, it can become less actionable and, and intangible. And I'm, that's important. Very, it's I'm important. very aware of that. Exactly. Because we can say it's about an opt-in. No. We can say it's about a Facebook Live. We can say it's about having a podcast. But let me ask another question. How many podcasts out there go and listen to? How many Facebook Lives where there's no attendees? That is the surface level tactical. Yeah. And that's what 90% only look at. Oh, she's successful because she has a podcast. You're not successful because you have a podcast. You're successful because you have a unique message, a unique perspective that is changing the way that people experience themselves in the world around them. Is that not true? Thank you for adding me into that equation. Yeah, it is true. It is. Are, you, are you, we the only two with a, with a podcast? No. Right? There's lots of others. You know, everyone listening, you have a lot of choices with your podcast. Why are you choosing, Kathy? Because it's, it occurs on the podcast. Yeah. How it transforms you. You're not the same person at the end of one of our episodes that you were at the beginning. Yeah. And that's what we're all craving and seeking. But then when we go out to start our own business, we go... But should I do a Facebook Live or a YouTube video, <laughs> right? And I'm here to say, and people don't like when I say this, it doesn't matter. None of that matters because it's the content that we're creating, the experience of shifting the way that somebody experiences themselves and the world that does matter. There are people who are listening right now and they're going to be like, but he's so great. That's why he can do it. I don't think that I'm enough or I don't know how to talk to people. So how then do you help? Because you've helped so many of your students. 
how do you help them get to the real juice of what makes the blog or the video work, which, which is obviously not about the tactics. It's about something much deeper. And how do we call that into play and call ourselves sort of like off the bench? Because so many people are like, I can't even begin. I don't, I just don't have that naturally. Okay. Let's talk about confidence, right? People don't begin because they don't have the confidence. Confidence is a state that you have access to within you that each and every one of us know what confidence is like, right? Because if you sit there, no, James, I don't have confidence. I said, well, you have confidence when you go to the bathroom? Yeah, <laughs> you do, okay? My interpretation and de definition of confidence is an internal state that we experience based on our relationship with how we think things in the future are gonna go. It's our ability to predict, right? And when you do things you've never done before, you don't know how it's going to go. And you tend to then, as a result, feel less confident because you're like, I don't know how this is going to go. And I need it to only go well. Right. And so today I, I suffered with a lot of uh, lack of confidence, low self-esteem, right? And had all the beliefs, all of them. But over time, what happens is we get feedback. Hmm. And if you're waiting on the sidelines before you have the confidence, before you have the certainty, before you have the clarity, how much longer are you willing to wait? Because it's backwards. It's a backward strategy for life. If you could find the courage to take one step out in the effort, in the intention of getting feedback, let me help one person. Let me try this with one individual and see what happens. That would hit you with a little dose. It may not be good. You may be like, oh, I didn't like this. This wasn't, no, okay, great. Okay, I'm not gonna take it personally. I'm gonna try again. But I have that confidence and certainty because it's 12 years of a feedback loop, right? And then the other part of it is this idea that I tell people is a lot of people are waiting to step out of the stands, off yeah. of the sidelines and into the field once they have clarity. First of all, you'll never have, sorry, clarity on the whole picture. All we need clarity on is we need the essence of the direction we're going. Where are you headed? Everyone just make note of this. Anytime you tell yourself the lie, I don't know what I want, it is a lie. Because the moment someone says that, I can say, well, tell me what you don't want. Mm. You can't shut them up, right? Yeah. What you want is the opposite. Well, I don't want to be in debt anymore. Oh, so you want to be out of debt. You want to have more money. Well, yeah, you always know what you want. Right. We are innately desired creatures. Our heart is pulling us towards something every day, right? Mm -hmm. And if we could just start with the essence of what you want, like blur it, the image, that would give you the first step. And when we act on that first step, we realize something that my students come back and it's like my favorite phrase. I get to say, I told you so all the time. It is action that creates clarity, not the other way around. Action creates clarity. And all you need is the clarity of that next step and the courage to take it. Yep. And all of a sudden you'll realize, oh my goodness, I know what I need to do next. Hmm. So yeah. good. You had scribbled down that you wanted to say something about sales. Sales. So first of all, you cannot build a successful business without selling. When we talk about growing a business, when we grow, what are we talking about growing? Well, the answer is money. I'm not motivated by money. None of us actually are. This isn't about being driven by money. Hmm. This is about realizing that money is a tool. It's a tool for growth and impact. Let's demonstrate it right now. Oh so we can share how many listeners, right? How many downloads you've gotten on your podcast, right? 
Yeah. That's uh, public information. Yeah. About 9 million. About Super 9 million downloads in just like two years. Two and a half. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like incredible. Really? Coming from you? That's awesome. Yes. Oh my goodness. Now, is it fair to say that you've helped a lot of people with those 9 million downloads? Yeah, it's true. Let me ask you a question. If I gave you $5 million right now for your business, would you be able to help more people even faster? Yeah. Exactly. Anybody listening, if I gave you $10 million that you could only use in your business, what would that do to get your message or your product or what oh you do God. out to more people? So much. How many lives would be changed by the, the team you attract? By now, the advertising and the yeah. promotional campaigns that you could do to reach new audiences. Oh my God. Yeah. We are driven by much more than money. However, our businesses require money to fulfill on what really drives us. And so it's for that reason that selling is a prerequisite. It's a requirement. So that's the first piece. Now, let's go deeper with this. It starts by asking everyone here, to tune in and get present to what your relationship with selling is right now. How do you feel about selling? What stories do you have about selling? Selling is blank. And the first thing I want you to consider is that selling is a tool. Just like a hammer is a tool. Now we can use a hammer to build your dream home. And I can use that same darn hammer to destroy your grandmother's precious china right? Yeah. It was that hammer good or bad? Yeah, that's a good point. It's neither. It's, it's just a neutral tool. Yeah. Selling is the same way. It's going to come down to who uses it. If you're the type of person that's been having some resistance and hesitation to selling because you're afraid you'll come across as sleazy, pushy, or manipulative, the very fact that you felt those emotions means that you're a good person and that your intent with these tools is a good one. Mm -hmm. Because bad, sleazy, greedy, and manipulative people don't have those concerns that you have. And that's a really great place to start. Yep. But we're going to go deeper. And we're going to introduce a concept that is the, uh, an ancient Incan law of reciprocity that my good friend Jim Fortin talks about called Aini. And what it means is, Everything that we do inevitably is about solving a problem for somebody. Aini, or this reciprocity, is about an exchange of energy, which means if I'm going to help you, that transaction's incomplete if it's only one way. See, a lot of people make the mistake saying, well, if you really wanted to help people, you wouldn't charge for it. Oh, God, yeah. That is such nonsense. Because in order for the, the true healing, transaction, problem-solving, transformation to be provided, there must, must, must be an equal exchange of energy. People do not value what they don't pay for. When they don't pay, they don't pay attention. When they don't give, they don't receive. If you have a problem or you have something you want in your life, like I want help, with, I want Kathy to help me grow my business. Now the question becomes, how much of Kathy's genius do I want to receive? Zero dollars worth of her amazing genius? or $20,000 worth of her genius. And this is why I tell my students over and over and over again, the transformation, the change you want to make with somebody's life begins with the transaction. Hmm. 
12 years of doing this, 99% of the testimonials, the life-changing case studies, the results come from our paying students. All the free stuff's out there trying to help people. But something radically magical happens when someone sits there and they go, I want this. And they look at their financial circumstances. They look at what they want. They look at the problem and they commit. And they back that commitment with skin in the game. That becomes the first magical catalyst for change in somebody's life. Wow. And if you're robbing your people of that because you're afraid that one or two people is going to call you greedy or sleazy, you have no idea how much of a disservice you are doing to everyone else that needs that energetic exchange. When you get this, you realize selling isn't just a tool, but it's a tool for service. Selling is a service and it's for those reasons why. Does that make sense? Uh, Not only does it make sense, but my whole body is like electricity (laughs) pumping through it because this may be the thing that people struggle with more than imposter syndrome, more than overthinking it, more than not knowing what you want. It's the sense of shame around who am I to sell it? Who am I to get paid to do it? People are always trying to like, well, what's, what's the lowest thing that I could charge for this thing? And you had talked about how you, had, you did a $400,000 launch, but now your business is on track to make eight figures, probably because the things that you sell now are not $97. The things that's you part sell- of it, absolutely. Um, and that's a, yeah, I mean, our, our highest group program is $40,000. Um, so we have a $40,000 offer. Yep. Most people, when they price their products, are saying, how much will people pay for this? How much are people willing to pay for it? Remember, quality of your questions determines the quality of your life. That is a crappy quality question. Why? Because the answer to (laughs) how much would people be willing to pay for this is always as little as possible. Always. The new question to ask. There's two questions. First one is, what caliber of commitment do you want to attract with your products? It's the price that attracts who you're working with. Walmart attracts a very interesting group of people. Oh my God. Right? Because what is Walmart known for? The low price leader. Now, Saks Fifth Avenue or Tiffany's or Tesla, it attracts a very different group of people, does it not? So price determines who we attract. Now, there's another question I look at. This is my simple formula for creating money on demand. See, Kathy could come to me and say, you know, James, we want to bring on another employee to just manage the podcast. And I could say, great. How much would you want to pay this employee? He said, you know what? I want to give them a really fair salary. I want to give them an 80K a year salary. I could sit here and say, Kathy, great. How could we create that 80K? Yeah. We could create a program as 10K and sell to eight people. Yep. <laughs> or 5K to 20 people, right? And let's say she goes, you know what? I really like this 5K for 20 people. Well, now we do this. As I say, Kathy, if you think about your audience, what's something you could teach them? What's something you could provide to them? What could you give them? And what problems could you solve that would make them throw $5,000 at you? When you determine price point first, it will create the offer. So good. You said earlier though that um, 
you have to validate it. And the way you validate it is that people pay for it, right? Yes. And so there's people yeah. listening who are going to say, James, but you told me that people have to pay for it. And now I'm charging more and no one's buying it. Either, either do I lower my price or do I have to find a different fishing hole? And if I have to find a different fishing hole, I have no idea how to do that. Okay. So step one would be to create the offer based on the price like we just did. Then the step two, we need to validate that offer. Let's see if that's what people actually want. Mm. So yeah, I would put it out there somehow in some way to the people you do have. You may not have an email database list, but that doesn't mean you, have, you don't have a list. We all have people that we have some sort of relationship with. And that's where I say that's where to start. There's people in our lives that through one way or another, relationships yeah. can lead to a first client, a first customer, a first yeah. buyer. But most people aren't willing to look. Yep. Because all of this that I'm talking about exists outside your comfort zone. And so the border of your comfort zone is what I like to call logic. And some of us, and I was really good at it, are so good at talking ourselves out of our dreams. Oh, yeah. And we use logic to do it. And so I always encourage people, I, I say F logic, and I like, want to encourage us to be a little bit more irrational, mm -hmm. illogical. And it takes tuning into a little bit more of that emotional side of us, trusting mm -hmm. our gut, even when it sounds irrational or illogical, or you've got a million reasons why it won't work, to still go after it anyways. Yeah. And if it means, you know, reaching out to somebody, the 10 people that follow you on Instagram, or connecting with somebody that's an old friend or a neighbor, you got to start where you start because we yeah. all started at zero. Yeah. And I also want to say that you are more generous than most people. It's amazing. It's like, if this is what you give for free, I can't imagine what you're doing for people and how you're changing their life. Cause I personally feel like I grew so much from this. You have provided like levels of value. So tell us, tell everybody who's listening business by design where they can figure, get more information about it. Tell us where we can find you and, and keep soaking you up. Yeah. I only sell one time a year for uh, four days at a time. <laughs> so that four days is not now if you're listening to when this comes out. So what I invite anybody to do if they want to get into my world at all is come hang out on my podcast. It's called the Mind Your Business Podcast. And I talk to entrepreneurs and business owners about everything except business and marketing, which is so, I just, it puts a smile to my face because it's like the un-business, un-marketing podcast yeah. for marketers and business owners. So good. Um, because the short version is, is who I am today is who I became as a person in pursuit of some really big dreams and goals. And that's why it is the journey, not the destination. And that's what people don't realize. They feel like you just got to do a couple of things or work a little bit harder and you'll get all the things you want. And I like to remind people that the only reason you're not getting the thing that you want if you go after it is because there's a lesson you've yet to learn. Life is a school. And if you're not looking every day at asking those better questions and asking yourself, what is there for me to learn here? And we're going to keep having experiences that repeat themselves until you finally freaking learn the lesson. Yeah. And I've accelerated my growth because I just got a little better at being a good student to my own life. So good. And we could each do that. So and, good. Um, I talk about those lessons on now 300 episodes on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Oh my God, you're 300 episodes in? Yeah. Do you ever sleep? 
my God. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> You're amazing. Well, we will put a link to your, your podcast in the show notes, Mind Your Business podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's just so much good stuff. Appreciate it. You're a fantastic host and interviewer. And I really appreciate that. It makes this extra special and fun for me. So thank you. So sweet. I really could talk to James for so long. What a special soul. Here are the takeaways. Number one, we take for granted that which comes easy to us. But what if the thing that comes easy to us is what we're here to share with the world? Number two, love is the indicator that you're doing what you're put here to do. Number three, when you're improving the quality of lives around you, the money does follow. Number four, get proof of concept as soon as possible. The truest form of validation is when someone pays you for what you have to offer. Number five, the biggest way to provide value and leave a lasting impression is to change the way someone sees the world. Number six, you don't need clarity on the whole picture. You just need clarity on the essence of the direction you're going. Number seven, the transformation you make in someone's life begins with the transaction. Selling is a tool for service. And number eight, the only reason you're not getting the thing you want is because there's a lesson you have yet to learn. Be a good student to your own life. I just want to say, I never take it for granted that you listen to this show. So thank you for spending your time with me. It means the world. And if you're not already subscribed, please do subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen because it's free to subscribe and there's so many good episodes coming and I feel like I'm continuing to grow and I will just continue to show up as as much as I possibly can to help bring you back home to yourself. One of the best ways to support me is to download my book. Um, you can go to audible.com slash dream job and grab it, or you can buy it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And if you already have, um, maybe consider buying a copy for a friend for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you're celebrating this holiday or any friend or family member that might need that encouragement and some tools to access their true self. If you already bought the book, maybe leave us a review because it helps other people find the book. I just love you guys so much. And I want you to know that everything you do, it matters. And all those little steps that you're taking towards being more of you is such an incredible way to just keep spreading this mission and giving other people permission to do their thing. I will leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. Okay. I'm right.